Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right On Radio. Yes, you're seeing us on a Monday. What is going on? I'm not sure, but we had a great guest and we could not pass it up. And I'm going to introduce her. Going on. I'm not sure. Right on radio. Right on radio. Well, sorry about that, people. We had just a little bit of an internet hiccup there. Uh, before I introduce our guest, of course, with me as always, she forgot fear long ago. And her name is Jesse Zaboder. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here. Or, or should I say, best-selling author Jesse Zaboder? Well, we could put that there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jesse, you brought a great guest to the station today, and it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Summer Day Summer. Welcome to Right On Radio. Jeff, you're amazing. I was just telling you, you have the greatest voice to be interviewing people. You have such an amazing radio voice. Well, thank you. But the personality will certainly disappoint you by the end of the program. <laughs> You're hilarious. You cannot fool me. I binge watched you recently. You, you're on point, my friend. You got the voice and the personality and the humor clearly. So you're good. Thank I you for letting me be here. I'm so excited to spend this morning with you. Well, we're absolutely delighted to have you. First question, Summer. It is such a cool name. Is your real name Summer Day? I am so glad you asked that question. Uh, yes. A lot of people think Day is my last name. It is actually my middle name. My middle name is Day. My last name, my married last name is Kashiajoni, but no one can say or spell that correctly. So I just go by Summer Day as a speaker, as a coach. Um, and my husband is totally okay with that. Uh, and I, of course, always get asked the question if my parents were hippies. I tell people I am one of seven children. I have six brothers. I'm the only girl. And I'm sure you can guess what the names of my brothers are. Winter, spring, fall. Just kidding. They're all normal. Tom, Owen, <laughs> Jacob. They're all total normal biblical names. But my parents wanted to name me something different. Okay, awesome. so follow-up question. Were your parents hippies? They were not hippies. <laughs> we met another person who had a girl named Summer, and they just thought it was a really neat name. My mom's name is Linda, and she says when she was growing up, there was like 152 Lindas per class, you know, and people would say, Linda. She'd turn around and go, not you. So she's like, I'm going to name my daughter something where no one else will be the same name as her. And you want to know something funny about this? In second grade, I was in school with another girl named Summer. We had the same birthday and a girl named Autumn in a class of 30 second graders. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've met probably 100 Summers in my life and like two Lindas. <laughs> well, but at least you weren't called Linda. Then you might have got mixed up with your mom. Yeah, yeah true too. So there's that. 
But anyway, I'm sure the show is not about my name today, but thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) We thought it was a great segue to what is coming. We've got you on the show today because you've got this upcoming event and uh, we're excited to hear all about it. First of all, Jesse, you are such an angel and I'm so grateful for God aligning our lives the way that he did and for you to be such a woman that says yes to the Lord. I just appreciate that about you so much. So thank you for your support of our event and thank you for your support of what we're doing for women and kids and trafficking. I just, it's so amazing to be aligned with somebody like you. So thank you for having me here, Jesse. Thank you for having me here, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Yes, our event is called Fear Into Faith Live, and it is July uh, 10th and 11th. So it's July 10th and 11th in San Antonio, Texas. And um, we have so so many things going on with this event. It's like, where do I start? <clears throat> we have a lot of visions for the event. One of the things that we've been doing all year is we've been raising money to get women and kids out of sex trafficking. We've raised $68,000 in this last year. Our goal at the event is to raise $50,000 um, because we're going to be building a home. And we're going to be building a home on some land that got donated this year uh, for the victims to live in once they get out. And when people ask me, where's the money going? I'm like, it's going to the paint. It's going to the nails. It's going to the kitchen sink. And my family's actually going to get to live on the land in our RV where my husband's going to help with um, a lot of the construction and there's men that are taking time off work to come and build it. So that's a big thing that we're doing at the event is raising $50,000. Another thing we're doing at the event is we're looking to get a hundred women in the room that were previously trafficked and um, just have it be a space where they can come together and be sitting next to a bunch of other women who are like me too. Cause there's something very special about being in a room with somebody else that's gone through that same pain as you. It's why they have, you know, recovery groups for women who have lost a child or recovery groups. If you've been raped, like those kind of things sitting in that room with uh, other women is so powerful. I live by the airport. Don't know if you can hear that. You, you know, when you first hear that, you think, well, how are you going to get a hundred survivors? But you know, unfortunately, there's thousands and thousands of them. This is a yeah. real epidemic. Yeah. To be honest with you, there's probably at least a million in our country. Oh, yeah. At least. Um, it's so much more common than you know. As soon as I started opening my mouth and sharing, I actually found out that I had people I knew in my personal life that had been trafficked, that had not shared it before. So it's just become a very big um thing in our hearts that we're very passionate about. It wasn't the start of why we created the event, um, but it's kind of that sidebar that God has allowed us to come together. And and I'm so how we've been able to raise $68,000 in one year. I mean, our goal was to do 50 in one year and we burned past it. So now we're like, now what Lord? And he's like, do 50 in a weekend. Like, okay, we will do 50 in a weekend. So we're looking for sponsors that would want to sponsor in women, um, businesses or whatever. There's an opportunity to sponsor just a single ticket Um, on our website. There's an opportunity to sponsor a $25 donation, anything like that. We still have tickets available. So if any of the people watching want to come, we'd love to have you be there and be in the room. Uh, we'll have a discount code right on radio that they can put in and that will help them to save uh, 
money on the tickets. So we did that for your listeners, Jeff and Jesse, because we appreciate you letting us be there. Well, that, and, that's awesome, Summer. Let's give out the website and that right at the end of the uh, of the broadcast because that's what it's that's when it's going to stick in their head and they can go and action it right away yeah. as soon as the program is done. But I really love the uh, the title of it. Uh, you know, fear to faith. Tell mm-hmm. me what you mean by that. So um, I'm a coach and a success coach. And I'm a speaker. And my whole branding is fear into faith. And it kind of came about because I would post on social media. And whenever I would post things about fear, they would get tons of comments, tons of shares, tons of likes. And, and God's kind of like, hey, are you paying attention? Like, are you paying attention to the message that I want you to share with people? And I started um, reading the Bible cover to cover in this last year for my second time. So I've, I'm almost done with being through the Bible two times. And I suddenly had this epiphany when I finished the Bible. And I'm kind of like, okay, I know what's in here now, right? And let me ask you this question. This will be kind of fun for the people following along. In the Bible, now if you know the answer, don't put it in the chat. Let's let the people who don't know comment. But when I read the Bible, I found a couple things interesting. The first one is how many times do you think it's mentioned in the Bible not to kill people? As in like, thou shalt not murder. Um, how many times do you think it's mentioned in, in the Bible? Jeff, have you heard this before? Do you know how many times? I do not know. If you had to guess, I mean, killing people is kind of a big deal. <laughs> if you had to guess, what would you say? How many times it's in the Bible? Well, I, I would say less than five. Wow. Less than five. You're killing me, Smalls. Most people are like, oh, it's got to be like a hundred, 200. <laughs> Five's well, it's close. obviously in the commandment. And then, you know, I think the, yeah. the other mentions are more uh, refer to the 10 commandments, you know, keep yes. thy commandments. You are smarter yeah. than you know. You are smarter than you know, <laughs> sir. Yeah. It, they, it's, they say it's three times directly in the 10 commandments and then seven times indirectly. Do you know how many times they mention in the Bible not to fear? I'm going to say thousand and two. <laughs> I love that guess. So if you're watching, you can guess how many times does the Bible mention not to fear? What's your guess, Jeff? I'm going to take the over above Jesse's guess. Okay. I love it. This time you're a little bit off, but I love your ambition. <laughs> so they say that it's 365 times the word fear is mentioned in the Bible. So it's almost like one scripture for each day of the year. But when you add in don't worry or don't tremble, it's over 600 times that God is telling you don't fear, don't worry, don't tremble. So it suddenly it doesn't come out to 666 times, does it? It does not. <laughs> it, it does not. <laughs> it does not. And so when I started balancing this, I saw this very unbalanced scale. And I'm like, well, most most of us believers, we're not going to walk around and murder anyone, right? But God is telling us hundreds of times not to fear. Hundreds of times. And he's pretty direct, Jeff. Like, he's not like, hey, you know, it might be a really nice idea, maybe not to fear today. Like, he's like, do not fear. Do not fear, word for word, is countless times in the Bible. So I started wondering if um, perhaps it's something that we should pay attention to. If God is telling us not to fear and he's telling us more than the Ten Commandments, is it possible he's pretty serious about it? And so I posed this question to people. Is it possible if God's telling you 600 times not to fear, not to worry, not to tremble, that he means it? 
And if he means it, is it possible that when we choose to walk in fear and be surrendered by fear and be ruled by fear, is it possible we're walking in direct disobedience to the Lord? Yeah, that's, that's good, Summer. So that was the analysis that I had. And I went, whoa, it's a big deal. They're not living the way they want. They don't have the blessings from the Lord they want. They're not walking in the faith they want. They're not having, they're not hearing from God like they want. And so I, I asked them, well, are you obeying the Lord? Are you walking in fear? Because I believe fear is like this, um, like, you know, God's up here in heaven. And then fear, fear is like this block. Almost like, you know, like in hockey, you got the block, right? And in, in, in God's trying to rain down blessings on us, right? Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the plans for, for you to prosper, right? He's up there. He's ready. He's got the prosperity coming down, but you're like, oh, I'm going to be afraid. Oh, I'm going to worry. And I believe it just kind of puts this wall and this cap up between you and the Lord. And he's sitting there like a good papa. And he's like, I got you. I have all these things for you. And you're like, no, I think I'll be afraid today. I think I'll choose this. I think I'll choose fear of man or fear of failure. And I won't say yes to God. So I challenge women when I, when I um, do this event, which we've done three times on zoom because of COVID, what is your life going to look like when you choose to step into obedient faith with the Lord and no longer be a slave to fear? And trust that this is, he means business hundreds of times. Like he has spelled it out. You want to walk closer with the Lord? What fear are you going to get out of your life? Because most of us, most, most people are walking around with way more than one fear. And they don't say yes to God because they're afraid. They're afraid of past failures. They're afraid of people talking bad about them. They're afraid of relationships that they've lost. But God didn't make us to be perfect, right? He made us to be flawed sinners. And so that kind of stuff in life is going to happen regardless. But I believe he is sitting there with open arms waiting for us to shift out of fear and into faith. You know, it's interesting that you pick this out, uh, Summer, because, you know, when when you're called to something, you notice that word, like that word really popped out to you. And much like uh, we did this, we, we have this uh, creating wealth through stewardship course and you know, it was my distinct observation, you know, in the New Testament alone, there's 215 verses pertaining to faith. There's 218 pertaining to salvation. There's 2,084 pertaining to stewardship, New Testament alone. 2,084? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, it, I, but I guess my point of that is just simply... Uh, it sounds like you were gifted to do this. Now, uh, you've asked a couple questions, and I'm going to ask you one because I have actually given out my definition of the word fear on this program before, but I really want to hear yours. Well, I when I teach, I teach a whole formula. It's a formula called Fear into Faith. If, if uh, you come to the event, you'll see me lay it all out. It's about an hour-long teaching, but I use two. I have two acronyms for fear. It's the false evidence appearing real. And it gives you a chance and a choice to face everything and rise. Mm -hmm. Face everything and rise. That's very similar wow. to my definition. I love it. What is it? Failure to confront the future. Okay. Ooh, failure to confront the future. 
That's good. I'm going to have to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting to make sure my team was getting the discount for, um, for right on radio. So that's what I was yeah. doing right in a second on my phone. Well, I love that. that you brought out, um, you know, that there needs to be this shift that, you know, God's given a direct command. We're commanded not to fear. So, you know, if we're fearing, we, we are in sin. We're going directly against that command. And yeah. there needs to be a transition, you know, into right living, which would mean yeah. that we have to ask forgiveness. We need to cleanse ourselves from that sin. And, and we need to decide and make that choice to walk forward in faith. So how do you see that um, that kind of whole process happening um, in this movement that you're kind of creating through these fear into faith um, retreats? I was going to tell you the acronym for faith, and I just forgot the back half of it. So I was grabbing my notes to look it up. So I have two acronyms for faith as well. So, and obviously I go into this more in, in, in depth when I teach it, but we have limited time. But faith, the, the, the words that we have for that is forgiveness, attitude, inspiration, trust, and hope. And so the long, long of the short it is, is forgiveness. To shift into faith, you got to be walking in forgiveness. That's one of our biggest callings from Jesus, right? Forgive 77 times 77 a day. <laughs> so forgiveness is a big one that stops people from shifting from fear into faith. So that's checkpoint one. The next is your attitude. Your attitude is absolutely everything. Your attitude that you choose to have when things happen to you is a very key pivotal thing. Um, I, I tell them inspiration is really important. That's the birds of a feather flock together. Right. You have a lot of listeners that I bet you're radically changing their life. You are inspiring them. So I talk a lot about what are you feeding? What are you feeding your soul? Are you feeding it inspirational things? That's another way that you will radically shift into faith. Yeah, and, garbage in, garbage out. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And then trust. Where are you placing your trust? Because when you're walking in fear, where are you placing your trust? You're not placing it in God or the living, breathing word that he has given you in the Bible. And the last, of course, is hope. Hope is so important is that we shift our hope, you know, like the Jeremiah 29, 11. I saw someone post that. Thank you is putting our hope into the Lord, essentially saying, my future is yours. I'm going to put that hope into you. And the other acronym that I love is um, when in doubt, forward all issues to heaven. Faith, forward all issues to heaven. And it's such a great just visual of, all right, you know, Lord, we're supposed to put this at the foot of the cross, right? That's what it says. Okay, I'm just going to forward all my issues to heaven. And I'm just telling you, you know, I'm human. I don't live perfect. I still have days I choose fear. But for the most part, ever since I came home from Israel, where God rocked me, everyone get to Israel side note, if you've never been, of course, COVID's still kind of crazy, but Israel rocked me. That's where God really, really changed my life. And I've been living pretty much with, without that fear, fully surrendered to faith every day. It's kind of like being on a roller coaster or it's like Christmas every day. You don't know what God's going to show up with. And it's, it's just been a blessing. And that's what I do at our events with my coaching. All that stuff is get, how can I give that gift to other women? How can I teach them that actually the enemy is hoodwinking you over here? He is keeping you stuck. He's keeping you small. And when you can shift this way, you can let go of that pain, that trauma. You can walk in forgiveness. Heck, if Jesse can do it, anyone can. You can walk out of all of that 
and live surrendered to faith, it is an incredible way to live with the Lord every day. I was going to say, so how does forgiveness really tie in with breaking fear? Um, I Well, I feel like the root of a lot of fear is walking in unforgiveness, right? A lot of people, well, a lot of women, I work mostly with women, tell me all the time how they don't have a lot of close female friends because they're afraid. They are afraid of being hurt again. They're afraid of being betrayed again. They're afraid of being gossiped about. And every time I do a coaching, I'm like, raise your hand if you've ever been betrayed by a woman. There's not a single woman not raising their hand. Raise your hand if you've ever had a woman choose out a friendship with you. Not a single woman doesn't raise their hand. None of us are immune to that, unfortunately. And so they're choosing the fear over walking out forgiveness for that woman who hurt you and not putting those sins on the next woman. Just to be honest with you, it's grossly unfair to Jesse if I choose not to be in relationship with her because I've had women uh, betray me. I've had women betray me in business. And that's me putting the sins of another person on to Jesse because I'm afraid. And so that is how I, I, I walk people through forgiveness all the time to release those relationships, to bless them so that you can not be in that fear of man or fear of the relationship and, and have God open doors like he did when he brought Jesse into my life a week ago. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesse changes people's lives for sure. <laughs> That's, oh you're never going to be the same. No. Yeah. She's, she's a mover and a shaker, man. And her story, we, we call that a unicorn, right? Cause like unicorns don't exist. And it, when you hear a story like Jesse's, it's a mic drop. Jesse's story is I've walked out of this. And so 99.9% .9 of the people who hear Jesse's story are going to be, my life hasn't been quite that bad. And if Jesse can do it, I can do it. And so that's the thing that just I'm, I'm overwhelmed to be associated with somebody on Jesse's level that not only has she walked through her own stuff and she's such an example of faith with the Lord, um, she has a heart to reach back and get the next person, reach back and get the next person and, and point all of them to Jesus at the end of the day, which is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. You're doing the same thing with a lot of these women, uh, would you talk a little bit about your connections with this conference and how all of you ladies coming together are going to be ministering to others like me who have come out of, um, you know, situations of trauma, trafficking, sexual abuse? Yeah. We have so many things planned for those two days. And like I said, we've done it on Zoom now three times. And we're so excited that God's opening up the world so that we can be in person because there, the scripture is really clear about laying on hands, anointing with oil. So I'm really looking forward to being able to bring these women in, hold them close, hug them, let them uh, have people lay hands on them, pray them, pray with them, anoint them with oil, like all of those things. I think you can't get that off a Zoom call. You know, uh, that's why we're we're getting women in the room. That's why if you're watching right now and 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 you're feeling like, man, I got to be a part of that, I urge you to just get there figure out what, what you get to take care of on your end and, and be there because there's something that God will create in that room. We have incredible speakers lined up. There's 10 powerful women speakers that are coming and Jesse's going to come now and, and, and do a segment, which is amazing and such honor to have her and, and um, her passion that she has. She'll, she'll be talking a lot about anointing <laughs> and how powerful that is. 
And so we see all of this leadership. We see strong women like Jesse coming to be a part of this. And Jeff, I don't want to leave you out here, but I believe but you are. We're see, <laughs> I believe we're going to see the biggest revival that anyone on this planet has ever seen. The biggest revival that's ever happened in the last hundred years. You know, um, like Azusa Street, all those kinds of things. Um, Amy Sybil McPherson, all these giant movements. I, I believe the biggest one has already started. We keep saying revival is now. And I believe that it hangs on women, but not just women. I believe it hangs on the unification of women. We have a term called shield maidens, where um, God is teaching us that we get to be shield maidens for each other. We live in a world that has groomed us to be competitive, to compare, to be catty. And there's no comparison and there's no competition in the kingdom. But that's not how society wants to, to, to raise us, right? They're raising us to be suspicious of each other, to not trust, to not be close. And so at this event, a big thing that we're going to be talking about and attacking is those chains that the enemy has hoodwinked women with. And mm -hmm. I believe the unification of strong, powerful women like Jesse, like a lot of your viewers, uh, is critical right now to this movement that God is on the move with where it's going to be pretty normal for you to be laying hands on people and healing the sick and demons casting out those kind of things that we see in acts. They're going to be sprouting up like crazy all over the world. And I, I believe the unification of women as we attack what the enemy has done for so long is absolutely pivotal. And I believe the women that come, one of our speakers, Michelle said it best, the women that come to this event are going to be changed on a cellular level. There is a thing called osmosis. And when you are in the room with strong women of faith, it has to rub off on you. When you are in this room where we know the Holy Spirit's going to show up. And how am I so confident? Because we've done it three times on Zoom. We have seen women set free of everything you can imagine in a chat on a Zoom. Women have confessed secret affairs, secret abortions, sexual assaults that nobody ever knew. Women confess being trafficked and no one ever knew. The, there's something about fearing to faith. Uh, the, the event and the organization creates a safe space. And every event, there's woman after woman saying, I have never told anyone. And the confession breaks those chains because Satan kills in the secret places, right? And so when they are able to confess and they have those opportunities and they're met with nothing but love, they're met with nothing but acceptance where the enemy has hoodwinked them, some of them for decades, that you can't tell anyone, you'll be judged. And they're brought in instead of pushed away. It is so transformative. It is so beautiful to watch. And if God can do that on a Zoom, I can't wait to see what he's gonna do in a room. And when that woman balls, she's not alone in her living room, she's bawling and now she's got a sisterhood around her where we can pray and lay hands and anoint and all of that. So I, I, I'm so on fire for this. I'm just waiting going. <gasps> and some of the prayer worries that we have coming. I mean, we have a lady who's been to Africa 18 years, uh, sorry, 18 times. And she has been to leper colonies. I mean, she's seen blind eyes open. There's so many women that have, have, have walked in the miraculous that are going to be there in the room ready to pray. And what do you think God's going to do for those hundred survivors? What do you think he's going to do when they get to be together and in that room? Absolutely. And when, listen, I'm a big proponent. I'm a public speaker as well. And, you know, there's something about the gathering. Uh, I do want to make a couple comments, Summer. Uh, we've been talking, we're in the great harvest for quite a while now on this show. 
we believe that the Acts Church is about to happen, and you're right, it's going to be very normal. And I also mm -hmm. want to say that I actually really felt that in my spirit when you said it's the women coming together. Uh, that really resided with me, and that makes total sense because, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget a depiction of women, and it's not a pretty one, it, it, quite honestly, but uh, it, there's this depiction. It was done in satire, but it was two women, and, you know, one woman looking at the other one says, oh, nice shoes, right? You know, and then, then they walk away, and the other woman goes, slut. You know, it's, you know, and that's kind of the way the, the world has had women trained up to be so full of vanity. Yeah. And when you look at every magazine cover and, you know, all these things, you know, the, the glamour that you have mm -hmm. to be or you're not going to be in with a good crowd or and yeah. and if you're in with the good crowd, they're the worst crowd they can <laughs> be around because they're the ones who are going to gossip and stab you in the back yeah. and, you know, and and but. You know, even further, um, the problem isn't eradicated in Christianity either. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, sadly, my experience, and this is just me, Summerday's opinion, I don't got any factual evidence, but we've been leading a group of 6,700 women this year reading the Bible cover to cover. And I just have countless testimonies of women who, you know, they've been going to church for 58 years, but they've never successfully read the Bible cover to cover. Uh, and, and sadly, my experience is most Christians are going to church every Sunday and they're not actually in God's word. They're not reading it for themselves. They're showing up expecting to have interpretation by man instead of being in God's word and spending time with him saying, what do you want to teach me? I mean, this book is the map of life. Like it is the greatest success, success book ever written. It, 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 it has the answers. And when you read it for the 15th time, you're like, I didn't get that there before. I was in Philippians the other day. And I always pray for people to have that peace that surpasses understanding. Like for me, I'm like, that's it, Lord. Just bring that in large doses. I didn't realize till reading Philippians this last time, he gives the exact formula. He tells you, here's step one through seven. If you'd like to walk with peace that surpasses all understanding, here's how you do it. Clear as day, roadmap, check one, check two, check seven. I never saw that before, but I believe, Jeff, most people that are Christians, sadly, and I'm just going to get real because I know your, your, your radio, this show is real, right? They call themselves Christians, but I don't know how they can because they're not walking around following the teachings of Jesus Christ. They are not walking around reading what Jesus said. Because if you're a Christian, it means you're a disciple, a follower of Christ. That's what a Christian is. And, and, and they're not um, forgiving seven times 77. They're gossiping. Women have gossiped and they, they, they take offense. The spirit of offense is crazy, crazy, especially in social media. And they're not forgiving. And they're not doing what Jesus said in Matthew, which is if you have an offense, you take it to the person. They're doing what you said. Those shoes are great, slut. They are not, we are, we're not communicating. We're not taking offense to the person. We're just block on Facebook, walk away, choose out of relationship, choose in fear. <gasps> that person's not who they said they were. They're not perfect. And I've had this happen to myself. I'm sure you have too, Jesse, where the second you don't have perfection, oh, and you're wrong and you're all these things. You're like, no, I'm a flawed sinner. I, you thought it was Jesus. Sorry, I, I, I was made to be flawed. I was made to make mistakes. I was made, made to say bonehead things that come out of my mouth before I realize it. I was made to actually like something's going to offend you. And then you have a choice to recognize 
Oh, that person was having an off day. Oh, they said this, but their heart is still good. And they meant that. That's how women have been massively divided by the enemy. And, and, and I believe the solution is getting Christians to read the Bible cover to cover. Well, I'll, I'll add on to that, Summer. Uh, you know, everything that you're saying points to one thing for me, and that's simply walking in relationship mm-hmm. with God. It's If you're walking in relationship with him, you know, all these things will fall away. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, yeah. the key word is stewardship. You know, we're called to be stewards. And many people have lost the art of stewarding relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And, and, and I'm not condemning anyone, right? Like this person has talked about being raised in a Catholic school, but not reading the Bible. We're a product of our environment. We're a product of TV shows and, and radio and all these things that like taught us all this. You know, you could take the, the movie Mean Girls, right? It's so funny. It's a great, funny movie. And it's programming us. It's programming us to just laugh it off, you know, and it's not, it's not a big deal. We've had so much programming. Yeah. Somebody put cancel culture. I mean, this has just become the way that you're supposed to behave. And so I don't fault anyone. I mean, I'm like, I just love you. I'd like to share a message about Jesus. And maybe you want to follow him and read his word, but there's no condemnation in Christ. So there's there, if I want to be living in Christ, I can't have condemnation for anyone. I'm the first to say, I, I sometimes really suck as a human. And so if you ever do, it's okay. Because God didn't make you to be perfect. It's in the pressing and the crushing and the screwing up that we can grow and, and get up and try to be better the next day, right? right? I feel like I would love to tell you, um, we talked a little bit about our Bible challenge. So part of how this event started is when I finished reading the Bible cover to cover, I heard God tell me, okay, that was great, but your goal was to do it in a year and you took two. So sweetie, why don't you do it again? And I was like, really? That was a lot. Like I'm kind of tired. And and he's like, do it again. And that was in April. And I, I have to tell you, I dragged my feet for like two months, (laughs) but I finally was like, okay, Lord, I'll go Facebook live and see if I can find five friends to read the Bible cover to cover with me. And, um, I did a Facebook live and we had like over 200 in a day. And then we had thousands and we had 6,700 women in two weeks say, yeah, I want to read the Bible cover to cover. And and so that's kind of how fear into faith just skyrocketed. And we are on week 50. And so some of the women from that challenge are coming to this event and we are going to be reading out loud as a group, the last couple paragraphs of revelation to finalize and complete what we're doing. And I didn't know at the time that this last year was sort of going to be a test run. (laughs) God's new sort of commission for myself and my husband is he wants us to lead 1 million Christians through reading the Bible cover to cover in a year. And he has opened so many doors to do this. We're going to officially launch on August 2nd. So if any of you want to be part of reading the Bible cover to cover with people from all over the world, we're going to be doing that in a very interactive way starting on August 2nd. Uh, we have women right now coming from Chile, coming from um, uh, Nigeria, coming from Canada that all have finished reading um, the Bible. And so we also have a journal that's coming out July 10th um, for women. And we have a men's one coming out before August 2nd that will tell you what to read, give you journal questions. If you want to lead a group, it'll help you to do that. So more of that info is coming in the next couple of weeks. But 
I figure so we So how would people find this Bible study, for instance? That's great to ask. I wasn't prepared that you were going to ask me this stuff on this call. Well, it's one thing to talk about. If people want to get into it, you yeah, know, we got to be able to find um, it. They can go to my uh, website, Summer Day, and there's a link on the top says Bible Challenge. They can go to that. And that's summerday.com? Summerday.com, day spelled D-E-Y, because, you know, i got to stand out in a crowd. Can't just spell it the normal way. Um, (laughs) So if they go to summerday.com, then there's a link that says Bible Challenge. They can go in there. They can sign up to go ahead and get ready. Um, The the journal, do you want to see? I mean, I have it sitting right here. We just got the proof from Amazon yesterday. So it says not for resale. It's a fear into faith, two week Bible study journal for women, a guide to reading the Bible cover to cover in a year and arming yourself for battle. Love that. So what's different about it for women as opposed to men reading the Bible through in a year? Well, I'll answer that question, but first I want to tell you what's different than this is. This is the only journal that we could find that leads women cover to cover. There was, there was no journal. We tried. We tried to just find one. We bought one. It, it jumped on week five to Matthew. And, and everyone's like, okay, jump to week five. And I'm like, no. God says, just like every other book, we don't, we don't pick up the Bible and go, I'll start three quarters of the way here. We don't do that, right? And so he was really clear cover to cover. So my team searched and searched and we couldn't find it. So God commissioned us to create one. And I'm really excited. It's going to launch on Amazon July 10th. And it'll be the only journal out there that we could find that actually comprehensively leads you through the Bible in a year. It's six days, 15 minutes a day, Sunday's off, and you can do the whole program. Um, The difference between men and women? Well, men and women are different, first of all. Second of all, I would say probably nothing. You're all God's children. We should all be in his word, which is why we do have a men's group that's going to launch as well. We have some incredible men that are going to head that up. And we have men right now working on um, the journal questions and tweaking them a little bit from the men's perspective. And it's about two week production time behind this one. So if anybody wants to get that and we believe God is commissioning us to tell people to do their own challenge, do their own challenge, get their own group of 10. I mean, I challenge you find 10 Christians that have never read the Bible cover to cover and get together in a group. They're going to be discounted hugely if you do packs of 10 packs of 20 packs of 50 get a church to do it um now what, what's interesting about this would people be facing fear of committing to this <laughs> yeah and then you gotta ask yourself what you're choosing because you you are aligning all your thoughts you're aligning all your words every day they're going left they're going right and as we say you're either aligning with angels or demons which way are you going And if you're watching this, I'm pretty sure God wants you to read the Bible cover to cover. That's why you're here. That's why you're tuning in. Because what else are you doing with your time? 15 minutes a day to the Lord. And you can read this thing cover to cover in a year. We also have live readers. So we just, we're finishing. We have six women. They each read at seven o'clock in the morning every day. The, the readings. So people that can't read well or people that have to go to work, you can actually follow along or you can catch the replay and, and ha- read it right then and have them read it with you. So we've tried to put everything together to make it as easy as possible. There's an app coming out. There's text messaging where you can get texted to your phone what you're reading that day. Um, we have email. We, we covered everything we could find. So there's no excuse. Plus, we made it fun. 
It'll be interactive like this. You can chime in. It'll be interactive. You can be doing it with other people. So you're not just doing it on your own. We took every um, suggestion from people of why they've never been successful before. And at the end of the year, you can come to the Fear into Faith live event and you can read Revelation out loud. You can put the dates on your calendar now to be in the room reading out loud. Is there anything cooler than finishing reading the Bible with a whole bunch of people? Right. And I love you said this is a journal. So can you tell us about besides the scripture reading, well, what else do you have in this book? So this is kind of what it looks like. I didn't know I was going to share the book. So it has journal questions, reflections and notes, and then gratitude because gratitude is the best way to crush any darkness as we walk in in gratitude with the Lord. Uh, it has a prayer log in the back where you can um, log your prayers with the Lord. It has a praise report because you know you ought to be giving God praise and counting your blessings. It also has um, the weekly late readout. There's everything you're doing. And then for, you know, people like Jesse, Jeff, myself, you know, we're, we're, we're like to push the envelope, be overachievers. We have a section called Faith in Action, which is a weekly challenge that just takes it up another notch. Um, things like asking you to go pray for a stranger that week mm. or asking God who in your life you get to be more grateful for and send a thank you card in the mail. So just different challenges. And the other part that I love is God said to gather 52 stories of women who have shifted from fear into faith with the Lord to inspire you as well. We want to keep you encouraged and inspired. So every week, there's a story of a woman who shifted from fear into faith, all kinds of different stories. Some of the trafficking victim stories are in here. Um, women who have lost a child is in here or suffered through an illness or divorce or couldn't have children, a woman who was in a car accident. So each week there's a story to inspire you. And then we are going to um, interview live, just like we're doing right now. We're going to interview that woman as well. So you can see her. You can ask more questions. You can hear her full version because, you know, only like five or 600 words fit on a page. But that's the journal that I didn't know I was going to share out here. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's so neat to see it in print. That is very cool. <laughs> yeah. it's We've been working on it all year long which is awesome. The other thing that's neat is people ask which version of the Bible, right? Which version of the Bible is it? And it's made so you can use whatever version you want. You don't have to use my favorite version. You can use whatever version of the Bible you want to go through this. Hit the like button. That's really cool how you put that up there, by the way. Well, you're going to really like this next one. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> summerday.com <laughs> so, so yes. that's where you get it now is there any charge to go through the word of god with you so the journals are 20 dollars each um if you buy them in bulk 10 or more they're 16 but there's two parts to what you're doing we call it buy one provide one when you buy a journal, we are going to provide a Bible into the hands of somebody who's never heard the name of Jesus. I have different organizations that I'm working with in other countries. Um, and so you buy a journal and then somebody's going to get the word of God in their hands. So with the vision God's giving us of a million Christians, you read the Bible cover to cover. We're going to get a million people who never heard of Jesus before to get a Bible in their hands. We thought about doing buy one journal, get it, we'll get another journal. But what's good is the journal to lead you through the Bible if you don't have the Bible. So yeah. equal to that is get that Bible in the hands of people who don't have it. 
Um, and then of course, with our heart for trafficking, there's a large percent of proceeds that we're gonna use from the journal to go to supporting those trafficking organizations that we work with. And, and how are you gonna distribute the Bibles? Oh, that's a great question. We're uh, figuring out all those details right now. There's a couple organizations that I've worked with. I've done some preaching in Pakistan via Zoom. I got interviewed on King Television over there. So they have missionaries that go to remote villages. So we're looking at um, connecting with them. But there's a lot of incredible organizations that do a lot of work, um, especially in Africa as well. So I'm open. You have a, if you have a listener who's like, oh my gosh, you got to hook up with this organization. We're totally open to where God's sending us. We're just kind of jumped off the cliff and we know he's building the airplane on the way down. So if anybody has, you know, a part that we need, just let us know. We just keep saying yes to what God wants us to do. The big vision, Jeff, is if, if I believe God's going to do this. Every woman that I talked to about this journal is like, yes. How do I get it? And we have men that are like, the men are ready. That's why we jumped on creating the men's. And I believe he will. He gave me the number 67,000 this year. When we we had 6,700 women in the group, we believe about 10% have actually stuck with it for 50 weeks and are finishing. Could be a little higher, a little lower. And when I was sharing that 10%, I felt like God said, don't worry, I'm going to 10X things this year. So I'm like, what does that mean? He said 67,000 journals. So that 6,700 women this year finish. And that got me excited. And so That's I believe really he, exciting. when he, he does this, we will fill stadiums of people. Jeff, don't you want to be in a stadium with like 30,000 people opening their mouth and finishing Revelation out loud together? Do you know Revelation actually says to read it out loud? Do you know that? Towards the beginning of Revelation, there's a scripture about the power of reading it out loud. I don't even know what will happen. Will there be an earthquake? Will, will, will like angels come down? If 30,000 voices who have never finished God's word are reading it out loud, cover to cover, at the same time, I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of that. That's where well, we're going. We've That's been doing goal. a study on Revelation every Sunday. So now we just finished the 11th chapter, actually. Uh, we're doing a Bible study with our audience every Sunday on it. That's so, so good. I might have to tune in because, you know, people think I'm a Bible scholar and I tell them, no, 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 no. Actually, I was terrified when when 6,700 women were in the group. Jeff, I was on my bathroom floor crying and shaking, going, no, I can't do this. Lord, please. No, I don't. I've never even been in a Bible study. I was not raised in a Christian church. I called my best friend. I'm like, you've been a Christian your whole life. You've been in like 152 Bible st studies. I need you to lead this. And I was wrecked. And he calmed me down and he said, I will not ask you to interpret scripture. I just ask you to be who I created you to be, a gatherer of people and an encourager. Go cheerlead these women, encourage them, inspire them, and get as many across the finish line as possible. So that's my job. The Lord has commissioned me to get as many Christians as possible to read the Bible cover to cover. So right now we're ground floor and I am open to any and all suggestions and ideas that people have. I don't believe all the ideas come from me. Wherever they come from, Jesse, I'm sure is going to have a, mil a million of them. And God opens doors. I didn't know I was going to talk about the journal on here till it was coming out of my mouth. And it, it actually looks really fantastic. I'll, I'll say yeah. it's, it looks very weighty as well. So I would say that's probably a very bargain that price for Lord. that. That was the Lord. I'm telling you the story of how the cover designer came <coughs> to us. 
completely the Lord. This does story of how some of the stories in here, um, probably the one that people know is Auntie Anne from Auntie Anne's pretzels. Like if you've ever had a pretzel in the mall, <laughs> you have probably had Auntie Anne's pretzels and her story is incredible. I mean, she was actually raised Amish and um, her daughter died. Her 19 month old daughter died before her eyes. And her story with the Lord is incredible and how she came into my life. And it, it, it was all the Lord. It was all, I walked in obedience and God went here, let me open this door. So she's the first story in the book. She's also one of the speakers at our event uh, and one of the, the big cheerleaders of everything that we're doing now. So every step of the way has been God, God, God. The interior designer and the exterior designer didn't work together. And you would look at this and think they're probably husband and wife because it just all matches and it's so beautiful. They didn't work together. Yeah. So God's just been every step of the way, just lining up. So I'm sure all of your your viewers, Jeff, really want to make sure that you contribute your story because we're getting some some more right. stories from the men into the journal so they can read more about your story. Well, we, that we would be interesting. But listen, there's a question that just came up in the chat, and I think it's a good one. Uh, it says, what if we can't afford the ticket until the first of the month? Just send us an email and we will assist you. And I, I want to say, if, I guarantee There's probably that. some angel donors sitting around as well. Yeah, don't let money stop you from coming, okay? If you can get yourself to San Antonio, you just email us. Don't let money be a deterrent, right? It's all God's money anyway. And we believe God will show up with angel donors and stuff like that. If you're watching and you're a survivor, we still have survivor tickets. Send us an email. Go to summerday.com send an email. We want you there. And, and anyone else that you are on fire, you're feeling that Holy Spirit. In fact, can I pray? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, I just pray that you make it really clear and really known right now, deep in the spirit of the women that may be watching that are supposed to be here. Lord, we know that there are 400 women with 400 unique and special stories that you, you are handpicking the chair that they are sitting in. You are handpicking the person that they'll sit next to. You are going to develop lifelong relationships in that room. Lord, you are picking out the person that Jesse will lay hands on um, and that Auntie Anne will lay hands on. You have already designed this whole thing, Lord. So I just pray right now in Jesus name that you would anchor that into them and that you would not allow them to be stopped. You would make them unstoppable in the spirit, Lord, that finances wouldn't stop driving there or getting on a plane, hotel, that the details will be worked out by you, Lord, that they will trust in the spirit that they get to be in the room. And we just thank you in advance for the angel donors. We thank you in advance for how people will step up financially, Lord. We just trust you for who's in that room. So I just pray that you make that known, Lord. I cast out fear right now in Jesus' name on anyone sitting there where the enemy would want to twist and turn around their words and make them think, no, it's not for you. Or even the other lie, well, your story's not that big of a deal. Oh, I hear that all the time from women who have gone through trauma, but they're somehow hoodwinked that their story's not that big of a deal. So Lord, we just pray against that in Jesus' name, that the enemy will have no hold, that the women that have a story, they get to be in that room. If they get to shift from fear into faith, Lord, that you open all doors and all doors are yes and amen. So Lord, we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to give a little confession here. Uh, sure. Before we started, I I talked about my trepidation about actually doing video on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, first of all, one of the things I've learned throughout my years, and and you know, 
becoming a success in life and, and doing some different things is always try something new. Um, you really need to do something new all the time and don't be afraid of failure. Failure is actually the more, the, if the person who fails the most wins, trust me. Uh, but yes, I love it. But I'm right, above my, uh, right above my monitor, I can look at it right here. And I have a picture frame with a picture inside and it has a picture of a stop sign, but the stop sign, instead of saying stop, says fear. And underneath it, it says, fear isn't an emotion, not a stop sign. Oh, say that again. You can use it. Yes, of course. <laughs> say it again. Fear is an emotion, not a stop sign. <sighs> Mic drop. I love that. Yeah. I know, and yet I'm still not. Listen, first of all, I'm a survivor. I've survived doing this with Jesse for like eight months now. <laughs> Jeff, you did survive. And someday that story will come out. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, I love well, that. I love that. Get, get the dates out one more time, Summer. And sure. uh, and where can they get the tickets? Is it from summerday.com? They can go to fearintofaith.com. That's the website for the event or summerday.com will lead you there as well. So fearintofaith.com or summerday.com. And, you know, I was interviewed live yesterday and I thought I could go and reply to the chat. It doesn't let me reply to this chat. So if you are asking questions or, or you're saying things or you want tickets, I cannot reply to you um, later on. You absolutely have to send um, uh, you go to the website, send an email, contact us, or I won't or you be can able put to it in the comment it. box rather than the chat. Yes. Uh, the comment box. And don't forget to hit that Thank thumbs you. up. We really got to start pushing this, Jesse. People, yeah. Not enough people are hitting that thumbs up yet. Yeah. Thumbs up, people. <laughs> hit the thumbs up. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll take a spirit of offense and we'll cry. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's not going to like that That's joke. Right. I repent. I repent of my it joke. It really <laughs> is a spirit. Oh, oh it is. Goodness. It is, and it's gross. It is, and it's gross. It um, is. I said earlier about everything coming out of your mouth, either aligning with heaven or hell. It's aligning with demons or angels. We hit that a lot in this event, death and life and the power of the tongue, right? Everyone knows that scripture, but then they're like, but how do you do it? You get to reprogram the way you speak. It is crucial. And we dive a lot into how powerful your words are. How powerful it is when you say, I am making a decision to be unstoppable and going to this event. How powerful your words are when you speak life over yourself instead of death. When you speak what you can do instead of what you can't. When you speak into your vision instead of into your problems. What you feed will flourish. What you neglect will die. And it all starts here. Your future's in your mouth. I just felt like somebody needed that message <laughs> right now. Well, I'll, I'll even go a step further, Summer. Um, it starts in your thoughts. And if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would never have a negative one again. So true. We do go into that. There's a section called the movie in your mind, which yeah. talks so important about everything. Go he does say, take every thought captive, Jeff, right? He says, take every thought captive, which is totally not just your words. He's saying, if this ain't making sense up in here, then it goes and you take that captive and you surrender it right away. We, we right. definitely will talk more about that. So, um, Jesse, yeah. are you going to be at the conference both days? I am. I'm going to be praying and anointing and speaking. And, and so our listeners could actually meet yeah. you? Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. She's going to have how, are they, how are they going to get past your security entourage? <laughs> well, that's another question. I don't think it'll get past the security entourage. <laughs> but she's going to be there. She's going to have her books too. She's going to be there with a table. She's going to sign her books. So not only can they meet her, they could get autographed copies of Jesse's book as well. So full on that's interactive. And, and you'll, she'll autograph it for an extra, what, $30 or something like that. No, no. The autographs <laughs> are free, Jeff. <laughs> the prayers are free. The anointing's free. <laughs> oh, You're so funny. Jesse, we have to spend more time together, Sensei. You, you know, we need to get you, you know, that that's the VIP ticket getting the signature book. <laughs> You're so way too kind. We oh, do have... We do have VIP on the website. We could include VIP. I don't know, Jesse, if you wanted to throw something in there, we could. We do have a VIP we'll talk option. About that later, but I think we're, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, I'll be on the down low. You'll have to hear about it at another time. Uh, well, Summer, I want to thank you for coming on the program. It's on the 10th and 11th of July. So mm -hmm. tickets, you got to get moving on it right now. Don't hesitate. The tickets are super affordable. Anyways, yeah. use promo code right on radio. Is it all one word, Summer? All one word, right on radio. And I do want to say this. We've talked a lot about the importance of being in the room. It, it is crucial yeah. to be in the room to experience some of the things that God's creating. But yesterday, we quickly put a lot of things into action because of getting interviewed yesterday on Reveal and now with y'all. Um we want to make that virtual ticket option for somebody because, uh, you know, I, ha I have a, a client who's too pregnant to travel. Um, and some people do have some issues where that's not an option for them. We'll find a virtual option on the website if you want to be part and watch it remotely. Uh, there's a ticket on there and the discount code right on radio will work for that as well. I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you get to be there, get there. If you can't, get on virtually and see what God's creating and be a part of this fear into faith revolution that God is creating. Be a part of this Bible challenge movement that we're doing. It's, it, I believe it's just going to be huge. And I, I don't say that for me. This isn't about summer day. I get me out of the picture. This is about a million people who haven't read God's word to read it cover to cover. This is about a hundred survivors being in the room. This is about us raising money so we can build a home on land that got donated because a woman fasted for 40 days and 40 nights with her hair falling out. A woman who's knocked on brothel doors for nine years by herself, wiry little blonde, because God told her to. She's going to be at the event and she'll be speaking. We'll have a survivor there who, who says, I used to dance naked before men. Now I dance fully clothed in righteousness before the world. And she is a flag dancer and she's a survivor. She's been out for four years. She's going to be there, share her story and um, and spin her flags. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. I feel like I get to share one more thing with you. When we got aligned with these women that we've been supporting last September, we raised money for, it was our first time we raised money on an event and it was to help with her Halloween outreach. Because for some reason on Halloween, they make these beautiful candy bouquet kind of things and every brothel door opens, no none slam in their face. They're like, oh, wow, candy, come on in. Like, you know, it's the devil's holiday, but it's her day where they have the most opportunity. And so we help raise money for that. And um, I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but we got a lady out that night and wow. she got out, but she was pregnant and she didn't know it. And this last week she gave birth to a baby boy named Elijah. 
And the doctors had told her actually to terminate. Many times they said that, that she had this problem, this problem, this problem. The baby would die or they both would die. And uh, we just had a team praying against all that and praying. And the baby was born and they called me and they FaceTimed me in with, with mm -hmm. baby Elijah. So wow. we're, I'm telling you the beautiful things that are be cre being created right now with this event and the things that we're doing is beyond, beyond me at all. I'm just honored to be like front, front, front row of what God's creating. And we would love for you to be a part of all those things. And the yes. virtual ticket is a great idea. If someone doesn't have the funds to travel there or whatever, you can still participate. But if you can, I would always suggest be in the room. Uh, yeah. Virtual, you can get a great experience. You can get great teaching. It doesn't replace being in the room. So I would strongly I, I, encourage you, if it is possible in your life, to get there. I just want to chime in. Finances cannot be a deterrent. They just can't. You can't be emotional about money. I believe that God's going to do big things. So if that's you, you email and we get creative. I have a girl right now. She has sold like, I think it's like 26, 26 dozen cookies. She just started baking cookies and she put on Facebook, I'm going to this event. I'm baking cookies. I just had another lady. She's having a garage sale. Like, we can get creative and get you there. Like I said, it's all God's money. Do not be detoured from things that you know God's calling you to because of money. So you said, yes. if somebody doesn't have the finances, no. <laughs> In summer, you gave me the perfect segue to what I was going to say because our Creating Wealth Through Stewardship, the coupon is going to expire in two days. And Jesse, it's never going to be this cheap again, I don't think. I will put out another coupon next month, but it's not going to be as deep as this. And if money has been a problem for you, it's because you're not following God's plan. So remember, you can go and uh, go to rightonyou.podia.com, put in the coupon code FATHER, get the course today. I want to thank you, Summer Day, for being here. Jesse, we've got a big show tomorrow. Dude. Who's coming on with us again? I can't remember their names. I think it's or Claire and Madison. Claire and Madison. I didn't forget their names. Are you kidding? We had so much fun last time. I think tomorrow I've actually got a little bit of a format that I'll discuss with you before we go live with it. Uh, it's going to be a super fun show. So check us out. Madison and Claire are going to be back on right on radio and we cannot wait. We have some even, we have some great guests coming up later on in the week as well. So thank you for being a part of right on radio summer. I really thank you for going and I say Godspeed with the conference. Jesse's going to be there. Go and meet Jesse, especially if you're in the area. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.